This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. We are now just about a month out from the election, and it all comes down to lies, damn lies, and statistics. Now, I'm not going to focus this podcast on the lies or the damn lies. We've already covered most of the dishonesty from Hillary and the media in previous podcasts. See what I did there? No, this episode's all about the statistics, or as I like to call it, pole dancing. That's pole with two L's, not P-O-L-E. See what I did there? Ah, I'm so clever. Well, the state of the race for president is this. According to the polls, Hillary is leading Trump in the real clear politics average by 44.7 to 41.2. That's a three and a half point lead. The average margin of error in those polls is 3.8. So essentially, this race is just inside the margin of error, but only slightly. The Libertarian candidate, Gary Johnson, has 5.8, and Green Party candidate, Jill Stein, has 2.0. Johnson is pulling in a little bit more of his support from the GOP than from Democrats. But his overall support has dropped since he didn't know what Aleppo was, And then even further, when he couldn't name a single leader of another nation, he admired. Just crickets. I I think you could see on his face, he, he wanted to say, Aleppo? Yeah. Johnson's turning out to be as bad of a libertarian candidate as he was in the GOP primary four years ago. If the Libertarians had nominated someone like Ted Cruz or Mike Lee or Rand Paul, this election would already be over and Clinton would be running away with it in an electoral college landslide. Well, Trump has closed the gap on Hillary. Some of that was the really bad week she had on 9-11 and the questions of her health and dishonesty returning to the spotlight. But her numbers are starting to rebound and the distance between her and Trump is starting to grow Slightly. It does look like Trump's performance in the first debate helped Hillary a little bit. It's interesting that the separation is coming more because Hillary's numbers are rebounding rather than Trump's numbers are dropping. What that suggests is that the undecideds are starting to decide, and more of them are deciding on Hillary than they are for Trump. Again, both Johnson and Stein are leaking a little bit of support. Trump is more or less flat, and Hillary is going up a little. Again, what that suggests to me is that people are deciding they'd rather go with the devil they know than the three other devils they aren't so sure about. So for Republicans and conservatives, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. This race isn't over yet. There's still time to change things. There's some specific events that could change them. One, there are still three more debates. The VP debate probably won't do much. The other two debates between Hillary and Trump could. At this point, four years ago, Romney was coming off a great debate performance against Obama, and Obama looked like a man who no longer wanted to be president. Then Obama came back and won the last two debates, and in the process, won the election. Trump can do the same thing, but only if he actually starts to listen to the professionals. Hillary will bait him on something that's personal and rude and ultimately unimportant. 
He can't fall for that trap the way he did during the first debate and the Twitter tantrum that followed. If he does that again, Hillary will be president. There's also the possibility of a bombshell revelation. The New York Times was hoping their story about Trump's tax returns would do it, but it didn't appear to move the needle at all. That may be because the undecided voters already know our tax system is corrupt and Hillary hasn't proposed anything that would change the status quo. Under her proposals, Trump's tax rates would go up, but he would still probably end up not paying income tax because he has a team of great lawyers. The game is rigged, and Hillary isn't trying to unrig it. Now, WikiLeaks says they have some more documents about Hillary that they were released before the election, but will that move the needle? Again, this comes down to the undecideds. They already know Hillary is crooked. What could Julian Assange possibly have that would make it seem like Hillary is even more crooked than we already know? Unless these papers show that Hillary helped Michael Vick beat those puppies back in the early 2000s, then the WikiLeaks revelations may not have much impact. All right, the economy. The economy could tank. It's possible. Stock market crash would rattle an already nervous electorate, and that would sink Hillary. It destroyed McCain's chances back in 2008. But while the economy is limping along, the odds of a major crash happening between now and the end of October are pretty slim, and I wouldn't vote, want that to happen anyway. Well, Trump's TV ads, th they could start to have an impact. Hillary's been pouring money into advertising. So far, it hasn't really worked. She has vastly outspent Trump, and in some of the states where she's spent the most money, she's either just barely ahead or actually behind. Now that Trump is starting to return fire over the airwaves, that may have an impact. Then again, if the TV ads aren't working for Hillary, why, why would they work for Trump? Most Americans don't even watch commercials anymore. Thanks to DVRs, we just skip right over them. If we can ignore Hillary's ads, why can't we also ignore the dawn? There's one more thing that could change the race. It's possible, it's possible, the polls are just wrong. Now, I've been reluctant to jump onto this whole polls are wrong bandwagon. I, I remember what happened four years ago. Many pundits, especially Dick Morris, were convinced the polls were wrong because they were including a very high African-American turnout. Turns out the turnout predictions turned out to be correct. But it's possible the polls are wrong this time around. They were wrong on the Brexit vote in Great Britain earlier this year. They were wrong in Poland and Israel last year. Some of the things that affected those polls are also affecting the polls in America. Fewer of us have landlines. That's a global phenomenon. Fewer of us have landlines than just four years ago. Pollsters are becoming more reliant on internet polling, which, in my opinion, is next to fiction. All the polls have to be manually adjusted based upon assumptions. What will the electric look like on election day? Who will actually turn out? Well, this brings me to the LA Times tracking poll. That rather liberal newspaper has been doing a two-person poll between Hillary and Trump for months now. It has consistently had Trump 
with more of the vote than just about any other poll. And what's more is Trump has actually been leading Clinton in the LA Times poll since early September, since even before her 9-11 meltdown. They currently have Trump up by three points. They are weighing their poll based on how people say they voted in the last election and based upon how likely they are to vote in this election. They've asked the question slightly differently than other polls and are weighing the outcome slightly differently than other polls, and it leads to a very different result. What this method may reflect is the enthusiasm gap between Trump and Clinton. See, if you go to Hillary's rallies, you're likely to see several hundred people. However, go to Trump's rallies, you'll see he's been packing in arenas with thousands of people. People are waiting in line to see him. What that suggests is that the people who are supporting Trump are eager to do so. The people who are supporting Hillary are less eager. Now, an enthusiastic vote counts the exact same as a reluctant vote, but an enthusiastic person may be more likely to get their butts to the polls than someone who is choosing Hillary as the devil they know rather than the devil they don't know. Ultimately, I really think this race will come down to turnout. Hillary has a sophisticated and expensive political machine that is all about boosting Election Day turnout. Their buses are gassed and ready, even if their supporters aren't. But Trump has started a political revolution, and the basket of the deplorables are ready to send Hillary packing. It is a battle of preparedness versus passion. And I honestly don't know which one's going to win out. What I can tell you is when we will know. It will all come down to Pennsylvania. I said to you last spring that Pennsylvania was the state to watch. I stand by that. If Hillary is able to turn out the Democratic voting machine in Philadelphia and hold on to most of the suburbs, she can hold the state. If she's able to do that there, it means she's likely to be able to do that in many other parts of the nation as well. However, if her turnout in Philly doesn't match Obama's four years ago and Trump is able to win some of Philly's suburbs, then he will win the state. If he's able to do that in Pennsylvania that it means he's likely been able to win the enthusiasm gap elsewhere. Here's the bottom line. The road to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue goes through Pennsylvania. And right now, the polls say Hillary is winning that state by less than the margin of error. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. I can see old glory flying over me In the first light